of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Where We Landed is supported today by Marion Design Co., a social design studio whose mission is to create sustainable design solutions to magnify the powerful stories behind organizations, businesses, and individuals. We believe good design should be accessible to everyone. Our clients include Marion Health, Mississinawa Schools, Princeton University, the City of Marion, and more. With a combined 46 years of professional design experience, collaboration is critical to our empathetic design solutions through graphic design, interior design, placemaking design, and design thinking. Whether it is branding, marketing, space planning, commercial or residential interior design, or strategic design thinking, Marion Design Co. will hold your story with care. Located in downtown Marion, Indiana, reach out at hello at mariondesign.co. Find us at www.mariondesign.co or on Instagram and Facebook. Welcome to Where We Landed, a podcast all about our great community. I am joined today in studio with Kylie Jackson. Hey, everybody. And Iris Brunner. Heyo. We've got a great guest for you today, but as you know, we like to do a little bit of fun stuff in the meantime. Kylie's got that for us all today. All right. Today, we are playing trivia. I'm not, We're ready. I, yeah. Are I'm you? Ready. I'm yeah. ready. Okay. We're on it. Mr. Lakes, I'm not going to be able to call you Terry, so That's it'll fine. be Mr. Lakes <laughs> the whole time. So, but, For all uh, of us. You are, you are invited to participate. Um, Iris is pretty good at trivia. Mm-hmm. She kind of runs this thing. Sometimes. Uh, she always beats me and Scott, at least. So It's, it's just fun to beat Scott. Well, and I ask the questions because, <laughs> you know, it would be unfair. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so the next podcast, that means I'm asking questions and Kylie and Iris are going to go ahead. I'd love that. It's a throwdown. (laughs) All right, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to do four or five here. Uh, First question Which four colors make up the flag of Brazil? Yellow, green, blue, and white. Yep. Wow. Hey, we used to have this game when we first, when video games first came. You remember the like big floppy disks, and it was like the world games. I always picked Brazil just because <laughs> I love the flag. Huh? <laughs> yeah, random. Sorry. Okay. All right. I loved I got it. One. All, All right. One. Uh, this one takes a little singing. How does the Almond Joy so- theme song go? Almond Joy's got nuts. Mounds don't because. <laughs> oh, there's more. There's normally more after that. Oh, yeah. Okay. You guys, you guys nailed it. Though that's the only part that was listed here. <laughs> we should okay. have not done it and just let um, Terry do it. Do it. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, this one's for you, Iris. Oh gosh. What's the only lowercase letter in the word Disney in the logo? Oh, the E. Wrong. Oh, it's the I. It's it the is I. I. I'm yeah. sorry. I. <laughs> Where's Disney. our trombone? Yeah, I'll do better. I'll do better next time. Uh, okay. Last question. (laughs) (laughs) Who's making it awkward today? She's she's Uh, thinking through. She's like, who's going to answer this one? Who wrote Antigone? 
Oh, that was a Greek tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> Who wrote it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Plato, Aristotle, <laughs> I, Socrates. I want all the listeners to know that Alicia and I just both looked right. And like, you answer. Yeah. Sophocles. Yeah, Sophocles. <laughs> one more. Let's do one more. Okay. Uh, wasn't even trying. On a completely different note, what country is Peppa Pig from? Oh my gosh, my granddaughter would know this. England? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, that's all. <laughs> that's all. Okay, that was fun. I, I declared myself fun. the winner. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm uh, going to say Mr. Likes was. Okay, yeah, he could win. I'll he, give it to him. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, he's got on a cool shirt today, so he He does. Win. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. So um, I am very excited and very um, honored to get to introduce our guest today. And this will be the only time you hear me say his first name uh, because it goes against all of my core <laughs> to not call him Mr. Lakes. But we were very happy to welcome Terry Lakes um, to where we landed today. Um Anybody that's probably passed through the halls of Marion High School has either had him or has known him or was coached by him um, in his 38-year career. Is that 38 right? at Marion. 38. 41 altogether. Oh, my gosh. 38-year career at Marion High School. Um, he is a recent inductee, and I'm saying recent in the last like three or four years, um, of the Grant County Hall of Fame of the Marion High School Athletic Hall of Fame. And then also he is inducted into the Marion High School Hall of Distinction. So um, I'm very excited for us to welcome Mr. Terry Lakes. And I'm excited to delve into your story and hear how you landed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Welcome Kylie to the show. Kylie loves her sound Thank effects you. board. Thank you oh, so much. You I said Kylie loves her sound effects board. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so our first question that we always ask is how did you land here? Quite by accident. Um, it's kind of a long story, but I was teaching in South Florida. Uh, when I left Eastern Kentucky, I took an English job in Broward County, which is in Fort Lauderdale, basically. But I was at Pompano Beach High School. I was coaching and teaching there from 82 uh, to 84. I met my wife in my hometown of Richmond. I was home visiting my parents in 84. We fell in love. We dated, you know, 1,100 miles apart for a year. Um, got engaged and I was done with South Florida. Um, the coach who recruited me at, at Eastern, um, was only there one year and then he went into the career development placement office. And so I, I called coach Harvey and I said, listen, I want to go back to the Midwest. Um, this would have been in 85, Vicki and I were getting married in August and this would have been probably in May or April. And, you know, I had sent in applications from Columbus to Chicago to since, I mean, you know, that whole circle. And he said, Hey, I see there's an English job and an assistant track job in a town called Marion. Have you ever heard of Marion? I said, absolutely. You know, I competed there when yeah. I was at Richmond. And so Jerry McVicker was the, um, um, was hiring at that point. He was our human, um, resources person. And I must have called him, I don't know, 50 times that summer. <laughs> Finally got an interview. Uh, Dick Persinger was the um, principal at the time. And so, um, you know, I kept interviewing and interviewing and, and I got the job, uh, luckily. And I told Vicki, uh, it's my wife, I said, and she was finishing at Ball State at the time, uh, her special ed degree. And I said, listen, 
We're uh, going to go to Marion. She'd never heard of Marion, but she had heard of Gas City. I don't know how that is. <laughs> and Vicki graduated from Northeastern High School, which was a county school outside of Richmond. And so I said, we will be there a year or two, tops. <laughs> so we moved here in 1985, and um, we had an apartment. We were in that apartment for three years, uh, bought a house after that, started having kids, and we stayed and uh, met great friends here. Uh, Marion's a lot like Richmond where I grew up. So that's how I landed here. So I have a question in that most people, my oldest son included, would say I'm going from here to South Florida. So what <laughs> drove you from South Florida back? Like, why were you so entitled? Okay, I've worked here. I've mm -hmm. taught here. I've coached here. I need to get back. What caused um, that thought process? You know, um, I get that question even you know, today from people. What would make you come to Marion from South Florida? People don't realize that when you live in South Florida, you're not on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and as a, my first salary as a teacher was $11,500 for 500 for coaching. So there's no way I was living on the beach, right? Yeah. And I was living off I-95 in a really crappy apartment with mm -hmm. another teacher because it's all I could afford. Um, and that system was huge. There were 25 high schools in Broward County. I think we were the seventh largest in the nation at that time, 7,000 teachers in the system. And my first day of coaching at a school, 1,500 kids, I had five kids show up. I had both boys and girls, four boys, one girl. And it just wasn't what I was used to. Mm -hmm. um, but it was a great place to cut my teeth. And and I remember Dick Persinger saying something to the effect of, well, you know, Marion, we're kind of an urban school. We can be tough at times. I'm thinking, you have no idea where I've come from. <laughs> so that was one of the reasons is that it was uh, it was a, a tough place to teach uh, in the high school. I, you know, I, my, the high school I was in was only, I don't know, half mile from the ocean, but, you know, one side of Dixie Highway. And, you know, we had a lot of non-speaking in non-English speaking Haitians. This was at the mm -hmm. time that we had this high influx of Haitians. Uh, you know, the Cubans had come into South Florida at that point too. So it was good for me um, as far as the diversity that was there. But, uh, you know, I really want to get back to the Midwest. Uh, I always say in South Florida, people were either running to something or from something, it seemed like, mm. to get to South Florida. So when I came back to the Midwest, I was ready to get out of South Florida. Great place to vacation. And my roommate from there, he still lives there. He's retired. He was a Michigan guy. But I um, I was ready to come back. Something just called you back to this place that mm -hmm. is home, right? Like, it is home. Because yeah. Richmond's not too far away. Nope. So. Nope. Let's uh, back up a little bit from, you kind of skipped over the Eastern Kentucky and the Richmond part. Where, um, what was the motivation to become a teacher? Did you always want to be a coach? Was that a little bit of both. I, I kind of. I knew. feel like coaches sometimes yeah. pick up teaching yeah. to yeah. Um, supplement their income <laughs> <laughs> because I really want to be a coach. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did want to be a coach. I want to be a teacher. I was very fortunate. I had great teachers. I had great coaches. Probably in eighth grade, mm -hmm. I was at Pleasant View Junior High, and my PE teacher was Mr. Jeans. I remember, <laughs> and he was just—he was one of the fairest men I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. And I thought, boy, I would really, you know, like to be like him. And I'm a first generation college graduate. My mm -hmm. parents, you know, I came from a working class family. Mm -hmm. And um, so I got into high school and I was too small to play football. I played in junior high and it was okay. When I got to high school, I got the snot knocked out of me. <laughs> so I always ran track and so I didn't that's run. That's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> nope, never and again. I ran yeah. cross country my junior year was the first year I ran and had success at it. Had a great coach and David Bowers. Um, and he really helped me 
you know, you know, say, hey, you can go to college, you can run in college, you can get a college, you know, degree. And I always loved literature. I loved reading since I was little. And so I couldn't decide at the beginning whether I wanted to be into history or I wanted to be an, an English major. And matter of fact, I, I was going to go to Purdue and walk on the coach I wasn't really crazy about. He really was interested in my teammate uh, mm. who was better than I was. <laughs> and um, I was a history major there. And at the last minute, um, my high school coach called the coach at Eastern Kentucky, and I have no idea why. And he called me and I went down to visit and loved it. You know, it's beautiful campus, smaller, 15,000 students at Eastern Kentucky, kind of the ball state of Kentucky, yes, yeah. okay. if you will. And um, so that's, that's, how I, that's how I got there. And I had a great college coach in Rick Erdman the last three years I was there. And um, I always knew I kind of wanted to teach and I wanted to coach. And, you know, I always thought that, great coaches were great teachers and great teachers can be great coaches. And for me, that was kind of my mantra throughout my entire career. Yeah. I think, I think that rings true. I've always said, you know, I think in the community, people know you as Iris kind of rattled off some of these coaching mm -hmm. accomplishments, but you were also like my, probably one of my top two or three favorite teachers. <laughs> like I never had you as a coach or right, anything, but right. uh, in the classroom, you know, I think that, being a great teacher and a great coach is a, it's, it's a really awesome balance. I agree. My, my oldest son, it's a funny story. Um, <laughs> we were, we went to Westminster church and Andy Schramm was the pastor at mm -hmm. that time and found out Andy Schramm was a great runner, was an all American back in his day and all these things. And, and somebody had said something and my oldest son, Matthew, who's now coaching here at Marion and teaching, um, somebody had said something about me teaching and he looked at me, he must've been four and goes, you're a teacher. Like, yeah. goes, I thought you were a coach. And, yeah. and I'm like, well, that's my, my day job as a teacher. So yes, I am. That's good. So you said you started running cross country your junior year. So is that, was that when you felt like you kind of fell in love with running? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'd run track. At, well, actually back, back up eighth okay. grade. I ran cross country because okay. I was a basketball player okay. and our basketball coach was the eighth grade cross country coach. And he said, you had to run cross country if you're going to make the team. <laughs> I hated it. I said, who does this? You've got to be crazy. And we were only racing a mile. Yeah. My, my youngest son says running's punishment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'd always, run track and was a half miler and had success and 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 at Richmond we had a really really successful program mm -hmm. and all of those guys uh my best friend I met him through running you know says you got to come out and so I came out my junior year and and you know we never lost a conference we were in the state finals my senior year we were ranked number two most of the season we'd beaten Carmel a couple times unfortunately awesome. we ended up getting eighth and choking at state yeah. but <laughs> uh, four of us ran division one off of that team and um so I, I kind of fell in love with the idea that I didn't have to have a teammate that, I mean, you do in cross country, but I was in charge of my own performance mm -hmm. and I, that really appealed to me. Yeah. Well, and that's an interesting dichotomy too, that I think obviously I have a little bit of an inside look on that <laughs> yes, <laughs> is understanding mm -hmm. that like cross country and track, while it does feel like individual sports, it is still a team sport as well. Like there, you, mm -hmm. you have the option. Swimming's the same Swimming's way too. The same way. You have that as an option to don't forget golf and golf. Mm -hmm. Yes. Golf. Um, Absolutely. Oh gosh. So there's only three teams, <laughs> but no, four. Well, well, anyways, yeah. but 
but um, understanding that dichotomy, though, that you have the opportunity to still do well as a team, but also do well individually, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that that's very appealing. It appealed to me as a coach, too. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Do you still run today? I can't, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I ran marathons through my 40s, ran yeah. Boston a couple of times. Yeah. Um, still running at about 55. And my Achilles, I, it's weird. I It just swells after I run for two weeks. And it was doing that. And I can walk. I can bike. I can play pickleball. My wife and I do that all the time. Uh, but I, I, I really can't run anymore. And to be honest with you, I really don't have the discipline <laughs> have, uh, to go out and get that done every day, but I can still walk. I was going to say, I, I think maybe you might be validating Paige Brunner right now too, uh, <laughs> if, if he's listening. Yes. Yeah. And it's hard, you know, all those years and, and, um, you know, I've talked to a lot of my old ex teammates, very few mm -hmm. of them run, um, the effort that you had to put in through high school and in college is phenomenal. I mean, I still have some of my running logs from college and I'm thinking, who is this person yeah. <laughs> who runs 85 to hundred miles a week? I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, and I was skinny then I had hair. It was, it was, <laughs> it was totally different time. Yeah. yeah. A whole different thing. Time, well, right. you could eat whatever you wanted exactly. and never had to worry about it. Exactly. <laughs> and, and like running, you can't go out and fake it. Right. Like, nope. so if you didn't sleep well last night or if you didn't have a good dinner, if you didn't eat breakfast, like you can't go out and fake it. Like, you could make it through a basketball game, right? Mm -hmm. Like you might not hit as yep. many shots and yep. you might not be the first one down the court, but right. in running, you can't fake it. Nope. And you can't sub. Yeah. I mean, once the gun yeah. goes yeah. off, you're in. You're in. Yeah. And, yeah. You're in. And if you, if, you know, and, and I always tell them about track, uh, you know, the thing about track, there may be 12 to 20 guys on the track and they see every step you take. Cross country is a little different. You run yeah. through the woods, you get yeah. away from people. <laughs> That's, uh, swimming's like that too. Like you can see the person next to you, but you can't really tell what they're doing, yeah. right? <laughs> right? But I've watched Gavin and he, if he's had a bad day the day before, yeah. or he eats the wrong thing the night before, yeah. he's yeah. slow the next day. It just is what it is. Yep, yeah. sure is. So, uh, so I was going to ask, you mentioned you're playing pickleball now, and <laughs> we used to have some volleyball battles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you still play any volleyball? No. We they, played in the Y League, the mm -hmm. co-ed league, for probably 20, 20 years. Yeah. And actually, that was from cross country. Ah. Um, the Crevdas, the Brunzes, uh, the Malmans, who were out at Oak Hill, mm -hmm. you know, um, they all ask us to play. Uh -huh. And so that's how we got started. Yeah, uh, because you we guys played. were definitely the most fun team. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we yeah we played against. I was never on your team, right. but every time we played you guys, I was like, man, at least they're having a good time. We always had a good time, <laughs> and, and I think you were always more worried about where you were going after. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I said when we stopped doing that, I quit playing. Uh, we're going so, straight home. I forget it. Forget it. You know, that was our night out for yeah. Vicky and me, and, and we started playing when our youngest son was two and we quit playing when he was you know 22. wow so uh our boys grew up with all of those people well they went to cross country meets and mm -hmm. you know iris knows that mm -hmm. your kids mm -hmm. grow up in that yep. sort of thing and um you know it's as a sport i've always said it makes better people of course i'm very prejudiced to that but mm -hmm. it makes disciplined people because mm -hmm. if you're not disciplined in cross country or track you aren't going to make it yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I have to giggle because you mentioned pickleball, which I hear that there are pickleball teams or 
what do they call them? Not divisions, but there's leagues. Leagues. leagues yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. are you in the super competitive pickleball <laughs> league or are you in the we're here to have a good time pickleball uh, league? I'm always, at my age, I'm always in to have a good time. Uh, you know, I, I was able to compete at a level. That, Where are we going afterwards? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, but Vicki and I, we play a lot. My wife was a tennis player and Doug Porter, actually, who's one of my students, nice. believe it or not, uh, had a student when I said, that said how old are you <laughs> i had doug in 10th grade actually uh, during covid doug uh, and his wife kismet got vicky and i started playing i mean that's about all we could do yeah. and uh so we loved it and when i leave here that's where i'm going to go play and mm -hmm. and uh we've got our sons playing now and and it the great thing about it is Vicky and I can do it together. I don't have to run too much. Uh, it's a smaller court. <laughs> we used to play a lot of tennis when we first met, but uh, we don't do that anymore. Okay. So tell me, what is your reaction if she misses a ball? My reaction is fine. Okay. Her reaction <laughs> oh, is okay. the one. She because she was the start, tennis player. Yeah. yeah. She'll okay. count my errors. That's two. <laughs> This is supposed to be fun. Yeah, then she'll say, "Well, if we we get beat, she's like, I hate losing." I'm like, "Well, who likes it? It's a lot more fun to be the winner." You're like, "I wasn't prepared for notes afterwards." Well, that's what I thought. You know, she was gonna make me do push-ups. That is one thing. I've just started playing pickleball this year, and I'm subbing in the the women's league, but. It has amazed me, like every time I've gone out to play, the range of ages mm -hmm. and men and women playing together. Yeah. And, um, and it really, like, it's a sport for everybody. Well, it like, is. Mm -hmm. And they have, like, skill, all the skill levels, too, yes. right? Yeah. yeah so, the, so the women's league, they do a really good job of putting you on courts with people right. uh, like who are similarly yeah. skilled. So I've never got. To on accord with Vicky yet, but <laughs> if I keep, if I keep trying and I keep working at it, maybe someday. Yeah. Well, we enjoy playing. It's fun. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So we, we've uh, touched a little on, um, running let's, and we'll, we'll come back to coaching at some point, but talk to us a little bit about your family and that family dynamic, um, an um, opportunity to talk about your boys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Vicky and I got married in 85. Uh, we had our oldest Matthew in May of, um, 1990. We're and, testing you right now too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, May 22nd, nineteen ninety. As a matter of fact, he was born on a Monday night and I coached the, I was coaching girls in, I coached the girls regional the next night in Carmel. So, uh, Miss Bridgman, who was my assistant for 35 years, yeah. uh, she brought the team down. So that's when Matthew was born. Uh, and then Elliot, uh, was born in December of, um, 91. So they were only a year and a half apart. Uh, Taylor was born in March of 1994. So we had three boys, uh, a lot of testosterone in our house. Everything was broken. Um, so you understand, I say I live in a frat house. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the only female yeah. in my house, minus my dog. Yeah. Well, that was Vicky. We had, yeah. uh, you know, she said, if we're getting a dog, we're getting a female, female dog. dog. <laughs> and we had Reese for like 18 years. Yeah. She was an old dog when she died. But uh, yeah, it... Um, Raising boys is different now. I have a granddaughter now, mm -hmm. so that's a whole different ball game. And if we would have had girls, my granddaughter has me wrapped around her finger. I have a grandson too, but I can handle that. Um, <laughs> and Vicky, Vicky is very good with boys because she had she's from a large family, and she and her brothers played sports together all the time. So, mm -hmm. um, but all the boys, um, Matthew, as I said, is coaching here, teaching. Here, he has two two children. What's um, he teach? He teaches world history and econ. Yeah, okay. And Elliot 
teaches at Muncie Central and is married. Uh, no children yet. They've got three dogs, a horse, and a cat. Oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> and uh, he and his wife met at uh, Ball State. Okay. Uh, Taylor, our youngest, is not teaching, which is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For everyone else? Yes. <laughs> Taylor works in Tampa, lives in St. Pete, has a very close girlfriend. And we really think that, you know, they're probably going to get married. Because I told you, don't screw this up. I really <laughs> like her. Uh, she's from Boston. And Taylor works um, in, well, he got his degree in construction management. And he works in fire prevention uh, with sprinkler systems. Ah. Yeah. Oh, so he's... Um, travels a lot, has a lot of fun. So, um, those, and, and my, and my extended family, I have two sisters that live in Richmond and my mom, who's 98 and a half is still living wow. and yeah. is in Richmond. So That's we're awesome. very fortunate there. Is And Vicky's teaches as well? Or? Yes. Vicky just retired. Uh, Vicky has been in every facet of special ed. When I met Vicky, she was managing group homes in Richmond for, um, you know, uh, mentally and physically handicapped adults. Uh, and she went ahead and finished her degree at Ball State and into teaching. And she taught um, LD students, learning disabled students at Mississinawa. And then she became the um, special ed director at Mississinawa. And then she came to Marion and was the EH coordinator. And then she goes, you know, I really want to get back in the classroom. And I said, then do it. And that doesn't happen very often. Mm. And she's been at Francis Slocum since 2000. And she no taught um, life skills um, K through fourth grade. Mm. And I, as I said, and I'm just, I, she's the best teacher I've ever seen. Um, I'm, I, I couldn't do it. I mean, I have worked with uh, students with disabilities before. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked at a camp when I was in college. But I tell you what, I, I watch her work with students and their families and it, she's amazing uh, mm. like i said she is the best teacher i think in the entire system mm. uh, she's a lot better than i am i can tell you that <laughs> where we landed is supported today by marion design co a social design studio whose mission is to create sustainable design solutions to magnify the powerful stories behind organizations businesses and individuals we believe good design should be accessible to everyone our clients include Marion Health, Mississinawa Schools, Princeton University, the City of Marion, and more. With a combined 46 years of professional design experience, collaboration is critical to our empathetic design solutions through graphic design, interior design, placemaking design, and design thinking. Whether it is branding, marketing, space planning, commercial, or residential interior design, or strategic design thinking, Marion Design Co. will hold your story with care. Located in downtown Marion, Indiana, reach out at hello at mariondesign.co. Find us at www.mariondesign.co or on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so two two of the three boys teachers mm -hmm. coming from from uh you and your wife being teachers is that um do they tell you anything about the influence you had on them or um yeah, yeah kind of i mean they yeah. didn't start out in teaching elliot was a psych major and um he's in the transition to teaching program now he's been at muncie central for two years mm -hmm. um he was working in a facility for uh, uh, handicapped 
uh, students and I said, you know, you got to think about teaching, you know, and, and Matthew, our oldest, um, kind of went, went to school, got out of school, took his time. I told him when he was 17, you'd be a great coach, a great teacher. He was the kid that went with me on all of our road trips and he knew all the, everybody's name on the team. And he's like, I'm not doing that. Mm. Your mom done that. I'm going to go into business. Well, he had no idea what he wanted to do, <laughs> but he really is into it now. And I know he and Paige talk quite often yeah. and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like pay it forward. You know, Paige was one of my athletes. And so, you know, now Paige has kind of helped mentor Matthew, you know, too, uh, with certain things. And, and, you know, I took the kids to the dunes. Paige takes his, his students <laughs> to the dunes and Matthew takes his kids to the dunes. Yeah. So, and my coach took me to the dunes. So it just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I, I was instructed to, to bring up, uh, that before Paige even started running for you, he was already kicked off the team. <laughs> well, <laughs> technically he was part of the team, you know, and, and I laugh about that, but, um, that was that group, uh, Kyle Beal, I think, was a senior at that time. And and that's one of the best groups I ever had. Laura Bruns was on that team. Matt Ewer. And yeah. And Paige snuck out of his tent. So that's why he got in trouble. I think I've yeah. actually heard this story yeah. before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, to be honest with you, it wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> Karma's coming back for him big though. It is. So it will. Like, let's just, let's yeah. just put that there. It will. And uh, so I remember I was so angry and upset. And <laughs> I remember, you know, telling um, somebody that, and they said, well, why don't you just take him down and let him see the sunset every night? And I'm like, you know, it's probably a good idea. Why didn't I think of that? You know? <laughs> so after that, we'd always go down to the beach. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was a, one of the worst weeks we've ever had. I don't think the temperature ever got over 65, it rained every day, uh, and we're in tents. Yeah. And there's sand everywhere. And <laughs> for listeners, he's talking about the, the Indiana dunes, mm -hmm. um, up North in Chesterton, which is actually a national park now. Yep. It so it's, it's on the list. So if you've never been there, you definitely should. It's hard to believe it's in Indiana. It's hard to believe it's in Indiana. Yeah. Absolutely. You, yeah. You've been there, right? Kylie? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Never run on them. Oh, can yeah, barely no. walk <laughs> on them. Oh, yeah. I know. Right. <laughs> no, trails, I was going to say, yeah, that, that tent life is not for me. <laughs> no, I'm like, it wasn't for Vicky. Either. <laughs> I, I need a real bed. Stay home and take care of the dogs. I'm like, you got that? Yep. I'm good. I'll be here. <laughs> so it makes me wonder in that pay it forward thought process. Are you hearing things out of Matthew that he would have never accepted from you, but are gospel from Paige that, you know, for a fact, Paige learned from you. Yeah. <laughs> well, not really. I mean, I, I've got to say, Matthew, he confides in me a lot. I, I don't offer anything until he asks. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, and, and Paige, you know, he coached with Charlie Warthen at Bloomington North, who is a legendary coach. And Charlie's, you know, a great coach. So, you know, Paige got... Charlie's best, my worst. I don't know. No. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, he's, he's been very fortunate. I, I do have a little bit of a bone to pick with you though. Um, uh -oh. <laughs> um, you have been very instrumental, obviously in Paige's career and like his coaching, cause you did connect him with Charlie. Mm -hmm. Um, you did also encourage him when the Oak Hill position came yes. open and the day that he got that job, I was so angry. <laughs> I was like, really? You can't get a job anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we always said we were going to come back, but that's why I always joke and say he brought me back kicking and screaming. But I, I, I put some responsibility on you. Well, for that you know, one. I, I, we had won the section on yeah. track and mm -hmm. that night, uh, who was it? One of their board members came up to me and said, 
something about, hey, do you want to coach at Oak Hill? I said, you pay me $80,000, I'll be here with my family tomorrow <laughs> as a joke. We and, didn't get that, just no, so you know. <laughs> I well, I didn't either. And he said, do you have any ideas? And Paige yeah. popped right into my mind mm -hmm. at that point. And I said, Paige Brunner would be a great um, asset for you. I said, here's a guy that's mm -hmm. starting out. And I said, I think he'll be here. He's not going to leave probably. And he's going to have great success. <laughs> yeah. Nope. We haven't left. <laughs> well, and we're glad. Yeah. Okay. Enough about Paige. Let's go back to Terry. <laughs> oh, Mr. Lakes. Oh. Okay. I have a question. I want to go back to teaching. Um, especially teaching English. I always want to ask, um, the books we read my junior year in your class were probably some of the most impactful books I read, oh, especially good. in high school, but good. like The Jungle oh, and yeah. Invisible Man mm -hmm. and The Crucible. And um, do you pick those? Are those like standard junior year books for everyone or yes like yeah those were all american lit books and okay. so we really focused on american lit your junior year mm -hmm. and those are all classics i mean upton yeah. sinclair's the jungle uh is is a very as a classic book yeah. um you know i at the quote by upton sinclair was something you know i was aiming for everybody's mind and i hit their stomach because <laughs> that book is kind of what started Changed so many things you know usda and so forth of, uh, you know, making sure meatpacking plants, you know, mm -hmm. are going to make sure they're going to be sanitized <laughs> and, and yeah. other things. Um, you know, The Crucible, Invisible Man um, is a mm -hmm. book that, you know, Ralph Ellison wrote, actually started out with the short story, which was the first chapter. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've taught that separately at times too. And it's, it's, it's a book that, touches on, you know, race. It's a book that touches, you know, on actually he was, you know, kind of prophetic and, you know, the big riot that comes up in that, you know, what mm -hmm. happens in Watts in 1965. And yeah. that book mm -hmm. was written 15 years before that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 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 Really impactful. And I've just always wondered that huh? if, if that's just, you got lucky because everybody read those books junior year. And <laughs> well, I bet everybody did. Yeah. But <laughs> there were a, a lot of uh, spark notes. Probably yeah. going to, yes. Gosh, spark notes. <laughs> I don't know anything about spark notes. Yep. Never even heard of them. Mm. Cliff notes. Cliff notes. That's what they were cliff called. Cliff notes. Yeah. School. Loved some cliff notes. Gonna, yeah. I'm not outing myself. Um, so, so speaking of that, you did say that you love to read and that was really kind of what drove you this direction. Like if you had to sit down and like think about a book that was like the one that like really that that made that light bulb go off that says i really want to do this like this is the one um i read sherwood anderson's winesburg ohio mm. and that really got me interested in american lit in the beginning um because i'm a midwestern guy uh yeah. and you know sherwood anderson was born about five miles from where my mother-in-law was born oh. it uh gave me a lot of interest um uh, in in the idea that um you know, some of the, it, it's a book about, uh, you know, your, your character who is growing up. It's a book about maturation and sophistication. So, um, you know, I've read that a, a number of times and, you know, it was on different parts of my life. So it meant different things to me. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll keep asking questions okay. about teaching. <laughs> okay. Um, you mentioned your PE teacher in eighth grade. Were there, um, I mean, did you come from, when I think of, um, you know, English teachers that had an impact, mm -hmm. 
were you, did you come from a family of readers? My mother is an avid reader. She's read the Bible. I can't tell you how many times. <laughs> um, my oldest sister, she and I, we trade books all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have an English teacher in high school by the name of Charlie Matthews. And one of the most interesting people I've ever met. I had him in 10th grade for speech. We all had to take speech. I was scared to death. We had five junior highs that fed into Richmond High School. And my first nine weeks was speech. And, you know, when you're 15, you're the coolest thing on the face of the earth, but you're scared to death. Mm -hmm. But he made English, and I had him for a vocabulary class, which is, when you teach that, it's kind of teaching or looking at how grass grows, you know? I mean, (laughs) it's pretty boring, but he made that exciting. He was one of the most exciting teachers I ever had. And he's really the reason I probably became an English teacher is because Charlie, and Charlie was an actor. He um, was um, in the original movie Splendor in the Grass with Natalie Wood and uh, Warren Beatty. Uh, He played in the Pittsburgh Playhouse with Gene Stapleton, who played Edith on All in the Family. Uh, He taught at Robert Frost Breadloaf School uh, Mm. up in Maine. I mean, the guy had just an exciting life. Uh, and he was a, a great teacher. And he's mm-hmm. another one that I wanted to kind of pattern my teaching style off of. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So you mentioned pickleball is something you enjoy doing with your wife. And I'm always fascinated by what people do to recharge, reconnect. I can imagine being a coach and a teacher and all that goes into it. And with your wife working with special needs and that type of thing. What are the things throughout your time frame? Um, in teaching, did you guys do to recharge feedback into yourself or those things here in the community, Are there things outside the community that you enjoyed to do? What did that look like for you guys? Um, for us, besides when our boys were young, going to all of their things <laughs> and, and Vicki had to do that when I was gone so much, um, coaching page, mm-hmm. uh, she had to go to the boys <laughs> soccer and baseball right. and basketball games, and those things. But what Vicki and I've done, we, we both love the ocean. We both love the beach. Uh, we always spend spring breaks. We used to go to Destin when we couldn't afford to fly everybody, so we would drive. And, and today we still go down to Lauderdale-by-the-Sea once a year. Uh, we go to um, St. Pete where our son lives, and we get our own place. We said, you know, he goes, you can stay with us. I'm like, nope, we're staying on the beach. <laughs> Thank you, though. You can come visit me. You can come visit. That's exactly right. You know, uh, And we love food, mm-hmm. and we love Good wine. We've uh, vacationed in Sonoma and uh, other places. So we just like, you know, we were discussing earlier, you know, Vicki and I in vacation and even now, you know, what are we going to have for dinner? Um, <laughs> so uh, we just like doing things together. All right. So yep. favorite foods, favorite wines, where's the go-to place in Grant County? Um, really, my wife is an excellent cook. Uh-huh. And so Vicky cooks uh, quite a bit uh, at home, but uh, we've uh, we've hit all of the eateries here, you know, in 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 Marion, uh, those places. Um, Vicky's a big red Zinfandel uh, drinker, and and so uh, I've kind of adopted that too. I like a really bold Merlot sometimes too, and um, so we've um, we've like I said, we've been about we've been to the new uh, Italian restaurant. Oh, yeah. um, the name's escaping me. Pompeii. Pompeii. I ate there last night for yes, the first time. Yes, yeah. uh, we were there about three weeks ago, um, and 
love the old house and the food was very good. And, and uh, when they get that beer and wine license, well, we brought our own wine, so that was good. <laughs> um, and, uh, we were there with some good friends and, um, we've, um, um, that was, that was, that's a good restaurant. I yeah. really hope it makes it. Yeah. So what's your favorite meal that Vicki makes? My favorite meal, and I'm a red meat eater. Uh, she makes uh, a great beef tenderloin, uh, medium rare for me, uh, <laughs> mashed potatoes, uh, any kind of salad that she makes with that uh, is good. And asparagus, um, that's pretty basic, but that's... You're absolutely a Midwest guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. Meat and <laughs> potatoes. The only thing different in my household is I'm the only one that eats asparagus. <laughs> oh, I love asparagus. Uh, but also, Vicki uh, makes uh, really good Italian food. I love her lasagna. That was the first meal she ever made oh. for me. Um, and uh, I still love that her lasagna better than I do about anybody. She hooked you with the lasagna. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> is it ricotta or cottage cheese? Uh, she's done both actually. So can yep. you tell a difference? Uh, <laughs> probably not. Yeah. I don't know. Nope. I don't <laughs> feel like those I are can. the two things that people yeah. put in. It. I don't feel like I can. Either, I'm not so. the cook in my house. My oh. husband and my youngest son are the cooks in our house. Well, so. I told Vicki when we got married, if you do the cooking, I do all the cleanup. Hey, and, that's what I told my husband. That's, you yeah. do the cooking. I'll do all the cleanup. And I cannot, it's, it's something with me. I, I cannot go to bed with dirty dishes. I don't care how late it is. If I fall asleep on the couch, I get up and, and <laughs> get the, do dishes the dishes. Done. I cannot stand that in the next morning. And so like Vicky's like, yeah, she likes that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to um, also make sure that we bring up um, all of your accolades with coaching as well, too. Of course, <laughs> I did neglect to say it in the intro that um, at Marion High School, the track facility is named the Terry Lakes Track Facility. Is that is it facility? Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> I said it and it didn't feel right as it was coming out. Um, but you know, as a coach, there have been so many lives and so many athletes that have come through. Um, I, I'm not asking you to like single any out, but like just thinking about like what have been some of those like exciting or what has been something that you were like that was a moment that I need to remember. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's been things like um, I remember Josh Colvin. You know, Josh was my neighbor. And, you know, Josh was a guy that I think running changed his life, mm -hmm. you know, and he ended up, you know, eventually going into teaching and coaching. And um, so he was one of the first that I really saw that, you know, and he came back and said, hey, thanks. You know, this, this you know, but I've had others that are that way. And, and one of the things that I wanted to do that was that it changed my life. And, you know, otherwise I may have been putting rivets and buses at the Wayne works in Richmond my entire life <laughs> yeah. um, and, and not gone to college, you know? Um, so for Josh, that, that was, you know, uh, one thing, Paige, Laura Bruns coach for a while. Um, you know, I've had others that have gone on to coach and teach and when you can impact somebody's life to those kind of decisions, I think, you know, that's, that's really important. It's more important than, you know, making a workout schedule. It's more important than running a fast mile. Um, you know, I mean, that's important too. I wanted to win and I wanted <laughs> kids to get better. Don't get me wrong, but you know, let's face it. I told, told kids all the time, most of you will be done with your competitive life at 18. Yeah. If you're lucky enough, like I was, you know, to move on, uh, you're done at 22. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So what are you going to do the rest of your life? Right. You know, it's a long downhill slide to the big dirt nap, you know, at that <laughs> point. So you want to make sure that you're, you're getting something mm -hmm. out of what you do. And certainly I love teaching and I love coaching, you know, that I, you know, people would say, Oh, it's great. You got the summers off, you get all these vacations. And I said, you know, you're worrying about two kids in your house. I worry about a hundred every day. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, it, it takes, I think, a special person to to be a teacher and to be a coach, and you got to love what you do. Otherwise, it could be miserable. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did. I loved it all the time. Kind of along those lines you were telling us before we got started about kind of being challenged uh, as a teacher later in your career. And I, I guess, you know, I'm not a teacher. I have teachers in my family, but I kind of think of like, you know, you go to college, you learn how to be a teacher and then you do it for 40 years. <laughs> like tell us like about that process of like always improving as a teacher. Well, I think that's what makes good teachers. Mm -hmm. Once you think I've got it, you're through mm -hmm. um, because it's forever changing. You know, um, you know, somebody asked me, which really was a dumb question. You know, <laughs> there aren't any dumb oh, questions. No, no, not here. It wasn't not, no. no. They said, I love it. So you've a taught teacher. For it was this year. You've taught for 41 years. Oh, my gosh. Uh, has a lot changed. And I thought, are you out of your mind? Yes. Yeah. I said, put it this way. I started in 1982. Go back 41 years. It would have been the fall of 1941. Pearl Harbor hadn't been bombed yet. So, yeah, a lot has changed. Yeah. You know, <laughs> computers, COVID, you know. Just, you know, phones, <laughs> all of those Kylie things. wasn't even born. Right. No, yeah. no, yeah. no yeah. it wasn't. So, you know, <laughs> don't tell you that. <laughs> I was born the year you, you got married. 85. 85 yeah. Yep. So, I, you know, it's it's one of those things. <laughs> yeah, <thanks. laughs> yeah, you know, those things that, um, you know, it, you need to always be, you need to always try to be improving in what you're doing in teaching. And I believe that in coaching too. I went mm -hmm. to every coaching clinic and yeah. if I could pick up one thing, I was happy. Yeah. And you're still very active in all of those, correct? Yes. yes. Very active in the coach association. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. my coach got me involved in the coach association. I yeah. was the vice president and president. Now yeah. Paige is the vice president, <laughs> which is the easy He's job. following in your footsteps. Yeah. And he's the, yeah. and I was the, one of the all-star coaches and Paige is the head all-star coach, which was a, a great opportunity. And I loved doing that with the cross country all-stars, um, which compete against Michigan, Ohio, and Illinois in Dayton, Ohio every year. And, um, that keeps my finger in it. Um, yeah. you know, and this year I was the meet director for the NAIA championships, which was four days of 12 to 15 hour days. <laughs> I was spent by the end of it. <laughs> Very long day. Yes. But yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and, um, I still am meet directors at Marion high school, a meet director for the indoor state meet and I worked the awards podium at the outdoor state meet. So I, I still am really involved um, with some of the old coaches and we still love telling a lot of stories, a lot of lies. So <laughs> <laughs> It makes me wonder you're retired. You said Vicky's retiring um, or has retired. Mm -hmm. So as you are now learning this new lifestyle of you both being home all the time, do you <laughs> find like she's like, don't you have a meet or something to go to? <laughs> like you're here an awful lot. You know, we both being teachers, you get used to being home together. Uh, yeah. And she always takes a week's vacation with some of her friends, which when the boys were little was hard, but mm -hmm. that was her, 
you know, way to get away after my season was over because she's, but then when the boys got older and left, it's a great week for me. I'm all by myself now. Both are getting a vacation. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, when we were first married, she goes, we never want to take a vacation apart. And then after a while, we're like, yeah, that was stupid to say. Uh, so, yeah, we, you know, we, we, we do things together. We do things apart. Um, you know, we love spending time with our grandkids who are in Marion. So we get to see them a lot. And, uh, and that's been great because we're tired of them. We can send them home. Yeah. And you said you're not completely retired, right? No, I, uh, I told Mr. Burke that I would uh, teach the IU dual credit classes, okay. uh, which I've taught for 20 years, uh, which is really freshman comp and a freshman lit mm -hmm. class. Um, but I had to be in the morning. Uh, I said, so I could get it done. So that's the plan uh, for at least two years. I said I would do that. I have and to work we'll, it around your pickleball schedule. Exactly. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, I'm getting older. I may have to take a nap in the afternoon. You know? <laughs> uh, so I, uh, I told them that um, I would do that for two years. Okay. Yeah. One of the last questions or the only, one of the other questions we always make sure we ask is what are you reading, watching, or listening to right now? Um, Embarrassed to say what I've just finished watching was Narcos. Oh, no, that's good. Yes. <laughs> My no, wife good. hates it. She says, are you watching that? And I got hooked and, and, and I watched that. Um, what I'm reading, I've got a book coming today by a guy by the name of uh, Ronald Balsam. Um, and I've read others of his books. Uh, this is, I can't remember the name. I just ordered it off Amazon. Um, so I read that. Also, I'm reading, um, I'm finishing up a book um, by Alex Michaelides. He wrote Silent Patient. I don't know if anybody read that. But this is an, a second book, uh, which is called Maidens. So not as good as Silent Patient, but I'm mm -hmm. um, finishing that up. And I kind of like those thrillers. I just finished uh, not too long ago the biography of Paul Newman, oh, which okay. was an interesting biography. Do you read one book at a time or multiple books at I'm a time? I'm one book at a time. My mother-in-law uh, could have a book in the bathroom, one in the bedroom. One, and I cannot do that. I yeah. want, and I, I'm a task person. So that's like with jobs. My wife can do four or five at a time, do a little of this. It drives me nuts. I want to get a job, finish it, move to the next one. And are you a, a paper, hard copy yes, book? I, cannot, I would can't, never can't do listen, Kindle. can't do audio book or Kindle or anything. Now, see, I do fiction in Kindle or audiobook and I do nonfiction in book book form. Yeah. Because I, I want to highlight, highlight and, and underline yeah. and take notes. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And I can do one of each at a time. Oh, I'm embarrassed by how many I've got. Yeah, um, I've got it like three started right now. I have a yeah. friend of mine that told me that if a book doesn't keep your attention, put it down and move on. Yeah. Because you're wasting time reading a bad book. Yeah. <laughs> See, and, and by, that's a problem I have. I think yeah. it's the kind of thing of, you know, the distance runner in me. If I start, you gotta I want to finish. You made the investment. Right? I've done that with bad movies, too. <laughs> oh, I just wasted two hours of my life. Yeah, yeah and see, I refuse to do that. I'm like, yeah. nope, don't you. like it. Out. <laughs> yeah. That's good. It's my ADD. That's good. Well, Coach, this has been a great time. I think we could keep going. I, I speak for myself, but I will maybe allow myself to speak for Kylie and Alicia. Um, thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, for Thanks being for having here. me. Yeah. Um, and also thank you for, very much for your contribution to the lives of, of kids that have come through mm -hmm. the halls of Marion High School, the, all of the athletes and all the students. Um, you know, I think right now uh, teachers are definitely feeling some pressures and some mm -hmm. stress um, and maybe 
not being seen the way that they should be. Um, yep. So I just want to make sure I take the opportunity to tell you that we see you. Good. We're appreciative of you. I mean, you've shaped my life and um, I'm, I'm grateful to have had that impact. So thank, thank you. you very thank much. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Make sure you listen, oh. subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Yep. Thanks. Thanks. See ya. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.